Welcome, welcome, welcome to season number two of the Go For Two podcast, episode number 13. I am your host, Jackson Walsh. I got my friend and my buddy, my pal. He's got his came on today. He's all moved into the brand new place. Lucas Averett. Lucas, how are you, buddy? Fantastic. I, I wouldn't say all moved in, considering I do have just a completely blank wall behind me. It looks so, good, though. It looks all clean. We're kind of moved in. Kind of, 90%. Yeah. But... I have internet now, so the cams are bad. So we got the pod going. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so for those of you guys who don't know, like every time we've been recording the podcast before, Lucas, literally, he lived in the middle of nowhere, okay? He told you guys, we, we had a whole, I think it was like episode eight or so, he went through an entire little ordeal about, he's like, if you just point on a map, that's probably me, middle of nowhere, just random in Tennessee. Anyway, so <laughs> now he has uh, internet. He's been playing off a hotspot for forever and recording off a hotspot. So we were kind of iffy, but now we should have a nice, clear, crisp connection. Therefore, cams oh. are back and should uh, never be foggy again we get to see lucas's beautiful face every single week and that just makes me happy so i mean that's all i really care about every single week we get comments mr jackson every single week we do get comments let me open them up right here we got four comments here for you guys we're going to start it out with uh el chefe aka aiden aka the next gordon ramsey that man all right shout out to aiden he says, you're right, Jackson, about my Houston Texans. Uh, I was just getting heated because I don't think that we're going to do very good. And I hope we can get a miracle this year. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Um, yeah, Houston's kind of one of those teams, man. It's like, I, I just don't know. I just don't believe in Bill O'Brien. They've been knocking on the door in the playoffs for forever. I don't think training DeAndre Hopkins is a good idea. Yeah, you kind of got some names back there, but I don't think any of them are really guys that can be a true number one to to get that separation. You know, if you're going to be playing the Patriots with like a Stephon Gilmore or even New Orleans with a Marshawn Lattimore or somebody, they're just going to completely shut down whoever's that number one. I'm assuming that's going to be Brandon Cooks as their number one. Um, I don't think it's Cobb anymore. I mean, but they, they kind of have a offense by committee and you have Deshaun Watson he's one of the most he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league but I uh I don't think that team is going to get to an AFC championship without a new head coach and a new GM personally help they need help <laughs> they need a lot of help all right you ready for the Casey comments here we go yeah let's see all right Casey says it's like yes I agree Cam will be a QB2 unless they lose but I can say I'm not happy about it. Bill is the goat of coaching. So whatever he thinks, I've got to suck it up and just go with it. I mean. I, I, I will say um, if there's any coach that I'm not necessarily worried about making bad decisions, it's the goat. The goat coach, Bill Belichick. Like, yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Like, whatever he does is the best you got. And, you know, if you end up going – if you win seven games this year – that's the best you could do this year. He's going to build a better team, obviously. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so he'll, yeah, he'll build a better team. And, you know, in, in the next, you know, say, even if he doesn't make the Super Bowl this year, or even make the playoffs within the next couple of years, they have, there's, he's such a good GM as well that um, they'll be back. Just give him a couple of years to kind of rebuild and they'll be back. Um, they, have two, they have too good of a, of a franchise not to. 
Next comment from Casey. Okay, guys, here's the difference between an okay quarterback in the NFL to a great quarterback in the NFL. 3,000 passing yards a season is, you know, okay. A great quarterback is 4,000 to 5,000 passing yards a season. Where is Cam at? 3,000 yards, a quarterback. He sucks just like Andy Dalton, LOL. First of all, Andy Dalton is now a cowboy. Therefore, he falls under the Jackson Protection Act of 2019. If you are a cowboy, you have an extra layer of protection, self-defense protection. Um, I just grant you that because you're a cowboy. That's just kind of the way it is. But, um, yeah, no, I feel you. I think Andy Dalton is really going to be a key component for us over the next couple of years, Lucas. And we'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about uh, uh, Dak's franchise tag deal later on. But, I don't know, man. Cam's just kind of... I just don't think he fits the system of the, of the Patriots. It just seems kind of... yeah. Yeah, that that was that was one of the big things last week when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Final comment from Casey. Okay, boys, number one draft pick in twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six is Quinn Ewes. I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly. E W E S from maybe USC, Texas, or OU. Anyways, this is a oh my gosh, here we go. All right. Anyway, this is a Carol Dragon quarterback, six foot three, two hundred pounds. It's a sophomore, over four thousand yards passing, forty three touchdowns, and rushed for nine, uh, nine more, including a two hundred yard rushing game. Only three interceptions last season. Number one college recruit in the state of Texas. All right, cool. Uh, so this guy will be the next Tom Brady in the future if he's healthy. So I'm telling you, because this is the future of the NFL, this dude is a beast. What do you think? Yes, it's high school, Lucas. He keeps me spelling your name. Puts Lucas with a K instead of Lucas with a C. That's a problem. That's okay. But we'll get over it. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, I get the game is way faster than the pros, but numbers like that is absolutely crazy. Uh, what do you think, Lucas? Should the Titans pick up this guy? And would you be okay with it? Uh... Uh, I th- he said, I think they should pick him up if they, you want the Titans to win a Super Bowl. I want to say that the first thing I thought of was Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Like, tons of talent and stuff, but, like, when he gets to the NFL, you just don't know if it's going to translate, you know? Yeah. Um, Let me look up. I'm looking up Marcus Mariota's high school stats. Oh, okay. Those are some crazy high school stats. And, uh, you know, uh, Speaking of high school football, the Carroll Dragons, I mean, they're they're always among the top in the conversation, at least for the state of Texas. So they've, they've produced a couple of good quarterbacks. Chase Daniel came from there, right? So uh, backup quarterback for the Bears now is backup quarterback for the Saints for a long time. Uh, Mizzou guy um, <clears throat> back, back in the day. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, saying that he is a the next Tom Brady – is a, a bold statement indeed. Uh, that is that that is pretty crazy. Um, I don't. I personally don't think there will ever be another Tom Brady. I don't think so either. It, I, th- I mean, there's just yeah. like like there's not going to be another Kobe. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean. Yeah, and like, like people compare Kobe and MJ, but like Kobe was his own thing because he brought that mentality. And stuff with it, right? And I think Brady brought that to practice, also. And it was a different thing. So it looks like Marcus threw uh, the three thousand yards, completed sixty-five percent of his passes, thirty-two touchdowns, five interceptions, with five hundred rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns in uh, his senior year of high school. Okay. So the other guy's numbers are actually a little better. They actually are a little better. We've had some uh, <laughs> we've had some crazy quarterback talent come out of the state of Texas and just kind of the surrounding areas yeah, in general. Say, 
Yeah, my, my boy Marcus was was in Hawaii, but he this this guy sounds like a man. I just it's just since it is in high school, it's to it's me, way it's just, too it's early. Just, yeah. It's just but like I definitely think you could see him going and making an impact in college. Good or bad, For he's sure. gonna be a starter eventually somewhere if he sticks with it. You know, I think so too. You know, like you said, number one recruit going into. Coming out of the state of Texas, he's going to get picked up by someone. I hope Texas picks him up. We need an actual quarterback. That'd be nice. Sam Ellinger, decent, but I'd like, you know, somebody a little bit better. All right, Mr. Um, Lucas. Uh, so that's it for our comments. I got I, that. That's all of them. Thank you, guys. Casey, uh, Aiden, and everyone else. Guys, remember, if you uh, please be sure on YouTube, like, comment on the video. Leave us a comment, and we'll read at the beginning of the show. We love uh, engaging with. We I'm love engaging good. with you guys. Yes. My new cup. By the way, it's kind of like a oh. Jennifer appreciate this little gradient. Okay, anyway. Jackson. All right. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about your cup and start talking about Dak Prescott not not getting a contract, Jackson. What the? What it happened, bothers, buddy? It bothers me. You know what bothers me, Lucas? Patrick Mahomes got the biggest po- contract in sports history, and I we can't sign our quarterback. That's probably why you couldn't sign your quarterback. You think that's the reason? Really? So I think they had. I think. I think it Dak seen that, and he was like, "I just went up in my price." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and guess whose fault that is? The Cowboys for not getting him done early. Here's the thing: we had this conversation last year, right? Dak's going into the final year of his contract. Uh, we we're worried about getting Zeke signed, so we did. We signed Zeke. Ultimately, caved in, and Dak knows that. Dak, Dak knows what, what what's the history with Jerry. Jerry's going to pay his guys. Paid To, paid Romo. He paid Zeke. He's gonna pay. He's gonna pay Dak eventually. Um, so the thing was. So here's here's kind of the the breakdown with Dak's franchise tag. So Dak obviously didn't sign his. Uh, well, he signed his tender. However, they didn't get a long term deal done by the July 15th deadline. Therefore, Dak will be playing this season under franchise tag. He's gonna collect 31.4 million dollars this year. Uh, with the way the math has worked out. Um, he is actually the only the third quarterback in history to play under a franchise tag. The other two, Lucas, do you know them? Mm, quarterbacks to play under to play under a franchise just, tag. Just in just in your franchise, just with Dallas or in the no NFL? in the NFL. This is only the third time ever. Kirk Cousins. Yes. And uh, Casey loves him. Hmm. Casey loves him. Yeah, not as much as uh, Brady, but he loves him. Drew Brees? Yes. So, uh, so Kirk Cousins. Really? Yeah, Kirk Cousins played under it twice with Washington. I believe it was in 2016 and 17, played under under the Washington tag back-to-back years. Ultimately, left that franchise. They couldn't get a deal done. He goes out to Minnesota. Drew Brees, 2005. Plays a season underneath the tag with the then San Diego Chargers. They couldn't get a deal done. He leaves to go to New Orleans. So, historically speaking, every time this has happened with a quarterback playing a year under the franchise tag, within two years, they're out. And there was somebody else. Typically, that means they can't, like, if you're not getting signed but to a full on term contract by, it, by a franchise, one, they don't believe in you and want you to be there long term, or that you're that guy. Or two, they deem you to be way too expensive and just send you on your way. Um, 
I don't know what, what it is with uh, here. I, 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 uh, I'm a little bit worried, Lucas. Um, I'm very worried because here's the other thing. Dak reportedly turned down a 33. He turned down a contract. There was a contract on the table at the end at the 11th hour. It was between 33 and 35 million dollars a year. It's a four year deal with more than a hundred million dollars guaranteed. And he almost turned that fully almost fully guaranteed. And he turned it down. <clears throat> um, so if he turned down that deal, then what is he going to ask for next year? Assuming he's healthy, assuming that we do well this year, which I think we will. I think we have a lot of talent. Right. I think a new coach and a new slate is going to help us. I don't like this hanging over us going into the season about a long-term deal because it. I think it just creates distractions. Um, but I, I worry about that because I think he saw Patrick Mahomes' deal and he's like, you know, you know, Patty, he got, he got 50, <laughs> he got 45, 50 million dollars. He's like, you know, I yes, want, sir. I, I, yes, yes, sir. I want something. So this, yeah, I don't know. It bugs me. I think Lucas, should I be worried that this is the last season we're going to have Dak as a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. Yes. I think so too. Um, you I'm should worried be worried, that. but I don't necessarily think that that means it's going to happen. I can see Dak getting franchise tagged again, mm-hmm. uh, but he probably wouldn't play under it if he got franchise tagged again. I agree. So I can see the chance of the Cowboys not franchise tagging him because mm-hmm. they don't want to go through that drama and letting him hit the market. Let him hit the market. I, I wish they would have done it this year. Let Dak hit the market and see what he's going to make. And then just outbid the other teams. Do you think like a okay? Because like let's let's think about some of the teams. I don't think Do th- anyone else was is going to give Dak. You don't think anybody else going to give Dak thirty five? Well, they offered him thirty two to thirty four or whatever you just said. They offered I him thirty three to thirty five. I'm I don't know if other teams are going to offer him thirty five. I don't think teams would offer him thirty. Yeah. I think that I think some teams that would be interested. Just kind of depending on what happens. I think Oakland, Jacksonville. I think potentially New England, depending on what happens with Stidham and what happens with uh, Newton. I think Chicago could be interested. Uh, And those are kind of the four teams I'm looking at. And maybe the Raiders. Um, Yeah, yeah. As teams that Oakland, might, didn't you? I did say Oakland, didn't I? I'm sorry, uh, Las Vegas. Um, um, yeah. So those are kind of the four teams I'm looking at. Is there a fifth I should year? be for for next year if he hits the market uh, that'll attract the attention? Because I don't. Chicago's already locked in their contract with Nick Foles. <clears throat> yeah. So let's so say you, want to take so a big got, cap hit. You got Chicago. Uh, don't forget the Texans. They're going to need a quarterback after Deshaun Watson leaves. Hey, for for San Francisco, hey. I was going to say San Francisco, but we already know Deshaun Watson's going there. Okay, because exactly, Jimmy G exactly. just ain't we got, it. We so got nothing yeah. to worry about. Nothing to worry so Houston. About. Um, yeah, Houston, Jacksonville, maybe the Indy. They're gonna the Colts are going to need someone. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't I don't see those teams like throwing that bag at them. You know I don't I mean? see them throwing thirty-five at him. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. So it's like, yeah, 
Nah. Uh, let him, it, let that, him hit the market about the same. Just, I don't know why he's... I don't understand like what he's done that makes him think he deserves that. I don't know either. To be he, the second, like to be the second highest paid quarterback, he definitely he doesn't deserve second highest paid. He deserves to be up there, right? But I, I think thirty five I mean, is I way mean, more think, than what he's worth. You think he deserves honest. top five? Uh, no, I think he deserves top ten, top ten money. So you like know? Tannehill money? Tannehill money. Oh my god! If we can get him for if we can get him Tannehill money, oh god! I didn't pay. If I get Dak at even thirty. If I get Dak at 30, I'm a happy guy because he has everything else we want, intangibles. He's led the league in fourth quarter comeback since he came into the league. He's won, He's a third. That's just because he's, he's a, losing all the time. He, he's the quarterback. Listen, he's the uh, third uh, sec, third quarterback with the most wins since he's entered the league, right behind Brady and Russell Wilson. Um, On the back of Zeke. You just keep throwing side comments in, don't you, bro? You got your camera on, you're looking at me, and you're laughing, and I hate you. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, division title, twice. Playoff win. Um, but nothing past mm. that. Nothing past that. I think if he wants a long-term deal with Dallas, he's got to get to the NFC Championship this year. Like, if he wants the money he wants, if he wants 40, he's got to get to the NFC Championship game. Is that fair to say? And if he doesn't get to the NFC Championship 40, game. Sorry. If he wants 40, Jackson, he has to go win you games. He has to get you to the playoffs. And he does not do that. Or he has not done it yet. I'm not saying he can't, like he can't ever. But but it's just like, you have to be able to run the football for him to be able to do anything. You know what I mean? He's not Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson goes out there and wins games. Tom Brady wins games. He had no one last year and still went to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I like what Dak is he's like. He's like Tannehill. Like, Tannehill needs Derrick Henry. Yeah, and Dak needs Zeke. Regardless of how many drop balls we had last year, 71, by the way. Mm-hmm. Led the Must league. have thrown bad passes. Drop balls, meaning catchable balls. Right. So how is it a bad pass if it's a catchable ball? Well, I mean, like, if you take, for instance, the Baltimore Ravens versus Tennessee Titans playoff match this past season, Lamar made bad throws that bounced off his tight end's hands because he threw the ball too high or threw it too low or whatever. He made, he didn't make, like, he didn't throw a good ball. Threw it up here. It goes off dude's hands. We intercepted. Does that count as a drop ball? Doesn't it? I don't know. I feel like a drop ball is like, you know, it's it, like obviously catchable. So you think they only count balls that hit you square in the chest that you drop? Probably not. Probably There's no way. They know, probably man. count everything to that touches your hand. Yeah. He's had some bad, he's had some bad throws. But he did have several throws last year that were that were right on the money and they just they just dropped him. Anyway, that's besides the point. Besides the point. He's a top 10 quarterback. He deserves top 10 money. If I can get him for 30, I'm happy. Um and uh, the fact that he's turned down 35 scares the hell out of me. He's That means he's probably going to turn down anything except 40. And he's going to hit the market next year. And we better hope somebody else doesn't want to pay him that much. Because like you said, quarterback's hard to come by. Yes, we have Andy Dalton waiting in the wings. But he is withering away into dust at the moment. And uh, there are no other good quarterbacks up on the outlook for the next couple of years. Maybe we could steal one later on in the draft. But... Um, 
yeah, he's going to hit the market. So those are my uh, woes, Mr. Lucas. Um, what's going? I heard something went on with with Tennessee. They seem to they seem to know what's going on in the front office and how, and how to get deals done. Uh, um, Mr. Jerry, on the other hand, is just super flexing on his yacht and that's true. It, that's true. And raising my actually, blood pressure to an early grave. I'm looking for something. Hold up. I'm sorry. No, you're good, bro. You're good. I was actually really pleased with how they did this deal with Derrick Henry. I went back and I looked at some of the details. And the way that they structured it, I thought was really, really smart. Um, but, yeah, man. Especially with this whole thing with Dak. Just, it rubs me the wrong way, man. Like, he comes in, he does everything right that we want him to do. He's got all the intangibles, all the leadership, you know. Serves he his wants too much money. Serves his community. But he wants too much money. And that's a problem. And I think we have to figure out this, especially in the league, just as a general rule of thumb, paying quarterbacks an exorbitant amount of money when they don't deserve it. Patrick Mahomes, he deserves it. Russell Wilson, he deserves it. Aaron Rodgers deserves it. Brady, absolutely. Do you think there should just be a set percentage that you make yeah. as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I think it should be capped. I think you should be able to, like, almost like the NBA, Lucas, like a max deal. Like, hey. For your position at quarterback, we can give you this percentage of the cap. And then teams can okay. offer that. We're going to give you the max. And here's one thing. Here's one thing that Dak's not thinking about. And I know you're looking something up. You're good. One thing that Dak's not thinking about is what happens when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. All the extra money that you make. All the extra sponsorship deals, what you can do after. Look what Romo did. Romo signed an extra. Uh, he signed a six-year contract in twenty four in twenty thirteen, right with the Cowboys, an extension. And it wasn't a, a, a bunch of money. It wasn't anything outlandish or crazy. But he made a ton of money off of sponsorship and endorsement deals. Then he later to go. He later goes on and bl- starts a brand new career as CBS announcer. And the dude's the highest paid announcer across all of sports mm-hmm. at this moment. Like, there are things that come to be an advantage with being the cow, being the quarterback of America's team. They're just all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they're just like, like all like, the deals like, that come all the money that you, of it. Yeah, everything. all the money you can make up on the back. And you know what would even increase more? Dak would make 10 times the amount of money as a $40 million deal a year. He'd make 10 times that if they win a Super Bowl. Just in everything that's happening in and around Dallas. It's a big market. And so right. it really bugs me. And I'm almost at the point, Lucas, where I'm just like, you know what? Let's just find someone else. Like, I like Dak and he's great, but I we, we can't there's no winning formula when we pay him that exorbitant amount of money. Like we just lose so much other resources. Anyway, that's me and my rant. Um, so here's what I wanted to look up. You said Dak was number ten. And I was like, or he wasn't number ten. You said he was top I had him 10, at right? Top ten. I think I had him at uh, eight, seven or eight on our, on my list a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so I went to look. So in Madden, the new Madden ratings have come out. We're going to talk about this later. Yeah. Um, the new Madden ratings come out and Dak is number nine for quarterback. How do you, how do you feel about that? Do you want me to tell you who's above him? Sure. I'm, I'm going to guess. And I had, I had him below, but Lamar Jackson is definitely going to be above him. Mahomes. Yeah. Rogers, Wilson, Breeze, Brady, Mm, okay, now we're getting it. Deshaun Watson. One more is going to be above him. Who is that quarterback? Next to Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Right next to Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Okay. Think of third division. Really? Okay. Matt Ryan. Yes. 
Okay. And then it's Dak Prescott, number nine, and Carson Wentz, number 10. <laughs> Take that, Zach. I just want to <laughs> say some quarterbacks that I think are close, are pretty close to to Dak in terms of like on the field stuff. Yeah. I think Baker Mayfield has like in terms of skill on the field. I know that like Dak brings some extra stuff to it. Sure. But I think I think Baker can be just as good as Dak Prescott. Um, Philip Rivers. Comparable. Dak's got a little more legs, but yeah. I mean, Derek Carr had a good year stat-wise. His team, he just had a bad team. Right. And, I, and and there's rumors that his coach doesn't like him. You know what I mean? That's probably why I brought in Mariota. They did. I don't like Jared Goff. What about Big Ben? You, you got you got Big Ben behind Dak Prescott? Oh, yeah. Big Ben's just getting up there in terms of age. He's always been kind of a bigger guy, bigger quarterback. I worry about his durability. Um, Kirk Cousins? He's got a cannon for an arm. Big Ben's going to go down as a better quarterback than Dak overall, but right now he's he's not better. He's Dak's better than Kirk. Really? Dak's better than Kirk for sure. Dak provides that extra layer with his legs on the read option, which mostly is in terms of credit to Zeke. But Kirk Cousins has Dalvin Cook. And... You know, Kirk Cousins got di- he had Diggs. He's got Adam Thielen. He's got Kyle Rudolph. Well, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is one of those. He's kind of underrated, extremely underrated, extremely underrated quarterback. Terrible. Yeah, that's with a terrible organization. Terrible I take Matt Stafford right now for Dak. I take. Uh, Matt you Sta- can do it. I take Matt Stafford for give me give me two years of Matt Stafford. And I'll find another quarterback in the draft. I'll get Matt Stafford on a $25 million a year deal. I'll go and I'll bring in Everson Griffin to pack up the backside. And I'll go trade for Jamal Adams. I guess he is. He's like, he's on the edge. I think he's like, I don't know. I'll throw Kirk Cousins and, and Matthew Stafford ahead of Doug. But he's right there. He's right there on the he's edge. On the, of, he's on the cusp. Yeah, he's definitely top 15. Okay. Anyways, we went. I went too far with that. I'm sorry, but it was just. No, you're good. You said, you said top ten. I was like, hold up. Top ten. I got him top ten still. Um, uh, okay. We could disagree. I got to talk about the Derrick Henry stuff. He's definitely top ten. <laughs> Derrick Henry's definitely top ten. Don't you think? Jackson, you're gonna hate me. I'm gonna hate you. Why? Yeah, you're gonna hate me. Why? My recording stops, so you got to do all the work. <laughs> you did that on purpose. Okay. All right. On to my, on to my piece, okay? All right. All right. Derrick Henry did get paid, Jackson. Okay? The Titans can complete a deal. All right? The day before time was up, it's rumors coming out. I got people on ESPN reporting that Derrick Henry and the Titans are not going to come to a deal, and he's not going to get an extension, and... It's just depression, right? Right. I saw those reports. I too. wake up the next morning, and it's like Derrick Henry and the Titans have four hours to complete a deal, and I'm like, <laughs> four year deal is amazing. I was like, we we resigned him, okay? All right, so. The more I looked at the deal, the more excited I got because I was kind of like, at first I was like, oh, the Titans crunched under the pressure, right? Right. And, and we and we threw in the bag. But then I really got to thinking about it. I heard some people on ESPN talking about it and they made some, some valid points. I listened to like three or four different shows and they all kind of said it. So just, I'm just going to credit all of them. 
Go for it. No, I mean, they're, um, I mean, they're right. I wish we had the front office that the, that the Titans did. I'm actually really jealous. Um, so, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. I think his camp leaked out that stuff the day before to kind of spook us a little bit. Okay. Give us a little spook, right? Because that's where information comes from, right? When 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 Ian Rappaport and all these people are hearing these leaks mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it's most likely, unless it's like a confirmed deal, when it's stuff like that, when it's like clowny, like, oh, the Browns threw $30 million at me and I turned it down. Like, that's stuff from his own camp, you know? Yeah. Stir the pot a little bit. And I kind of think that's what it was. I think uh, Derrick Henry got to look in at his position and everything and got to looking at the deal that the Titans are were offering him, and, it, and it's perfect. I think it, I think it's perfect for both both parties. I think it's awesome, all right? So let, I'm going to get into the deal, and I'm talking about what the deal means for this season for the Titans. Lay it so, on me. What's up? Four-year deal, $50 million, $25.5 million guaranteed. Okay? That's an incredible deal. It gets better. According to Mike Florio, it is a $12.5 million sign-in bonus and then a $3 million fully guaranteed base salary for this year. Then he gets $10.5 million next year that's fully guaranteed. And then the next two years, he gets twelve and $12.5 million that's not guaranteed. So we basically wow. have two years fully guaranteed, Derrick Henry. Yeah. And then we have two years where we can basically get out of it. It's not guaranteed. We basically get out from And you have him money. for two years while he's in his prime, fresh off a rushing champion title. That is not only beneficial to him by being fully guaranteed dollar-wise for his, for his livelihood, but is also cap-friendly to you to where you can come in, and I know what you're going to say, on the back end and maybe bring in Jadavian Clowney. To where Derrick Henry is smart enough to understand that if he has Jadavian Clowney on the defensive side of the ball, that he's going to get more touches and he's going to get more carries and he's going to get more yards and because they're going to win more games. Because if you can rush the passer and run the football, you win, win championships. games. You win championships. That's how it works. That is, That's the two things you, know you do, everyone's, everyone's out here like, oh, there's all these different formulas. It is really simple, Lucas. Especially really in, Especially... When you get into playoff football, if you can rush the passer, if you can run the ball, you are have you have a seventy percent chance to win that game. Yep. Everything so, else just kind of falls into place. Like that is the right. formula. And and we get him for four years. He's twenty six. He'll be thirty. Okay. So his contract's done when pe- he hits the halfback crest. That, you that's, know, that's kind that, of that thirty years old. That's where it is. We're gonna have Zeke till he's like thirty two. And then, if we want to get out of it, we can. You know, if he if he plays two years and he's really good, that third year he's not that great. It's like, eh, we'll get out from under this. Yeah, trade okay. him to a team that wants a little semblance of Derrick Henry of old and get a fourth round pick out of it. Right. So let me talk about the cap hit. So he was going to be the franchise tag like ten point five against the cap. Yeah. He is now six million against the cap. So you saved money. So we save money on the cap this year. We don't really know what's going on with COVID, but that opens up more money on cap for the clown, Mr. Jadavian Clowney. Like you were just saying, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. I really think that this opens it up more. Yeah. Um, John Robinson has come out and said that he may or may not have been in contact with his people 
Then there's been multiple reports about us being in talks with him. We're waiting on physicals and stuff like that. We want to see him actually play some in practice, but we don't know what's going on with all this stuff right now. Sure. Um, no other team has signed him. I think it's obvious we're going to get Clowney on a one-year deal because this year Henry is a $6 million, but next year he's a $3.5 million. And then the year after that, his third year, he's 15. And his fourth year, he's 15.5. Yeah. Now, if he keeps playing good, that's awesome. But we can get a $6 million hit this year and a three point a 13.5 next year. And then if we need to, we can cut him. And we're fine. And I'm just, I'm so happy. That is, like, you, you could not have asked for a better deal. It's you literally could, like. It's perfect. And it's the same thing, same thing with Tannehill. When you think about the Tannehill trade, like, or Tannehill contract, your problem with Tannehill is like, oh, he's a quarterback. We're going to pay him all this money. But he was only here for half a season. Although he did amazing that half a season, we don't know if it's going to last. The way the Tannehill contract works is we have him this year. Mm-hmm. And if he plays good, we pick up his third-year option. If he doesn't play good, we just don't pick up his third year, basically. Yeah. And then we'll have him for that second year, and then we're done. And we're, we're out in two years, even though it's like a four-year contract or, what it, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I think the Titans have been really smart in regards to making deals like that. They're more cap friendly. It opens up what we can do on the back end of the contract way more. And it's just good for both parties. Like the players get paid and the Titans get to make the team better. Okay. So this is a quote from Derrick Henry's press conference. He said, really, the deal made sense to me. If it, if it gives us more room to bring someone else in, I'm all for it. Why, why is he saying that? You know, I'm, I'm sure they asked him about it, you know, like asked him about the deal yeah. and like, what do you think about bringing Clowney in and stuff like that? But I just think, what a, just what a Titan player, man. Like that, that what a great attitude to have in this. Like, like he's not just like, yeah, you know, like really, really wish we could have got paid more because there's some hat, there's some players in the NFL that would talk like that. And he just. Yeah, for sure. Mm, Mm, that, so that's just Jeff. that's a beautiful deal, man. That 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 is beautiful. I wish we could have gotten Zeke somewhere like that. By the way, Zeke's been seeing all this talk about Derrick Henry. Zeke's been seeing all this talk about this other running backs and these Madden ratings. And he literally put out yesterday. He said, "I want y'all to put some respect on my name." He's like, "I've been well, dominating. Go, go win some football games." That's what we're saying, dude. We can't. We we literally got gifted the division what? last year. We went eight and eight. Yeah, it's off season right now. Everything right now is what are you going to do for me this next season? And during the football season, it's what are you doing for me right now? Yeah. And as soon as your team is out of the playoffs, it's not, hey, look, you ran for 2,000 yards last year, 2,000 yards two years ago or whatever. You know, like stuff like that doesn't matter. Like, what have you done for me lately? That's, that's all just, it that's is. just, that's the it's NFL. That's the nature of the beast, man. What have you done for me lately? Okay. Uh, Love that. I'm so jealous of that deal. I wish I could have gotten a similar deal and report for Dak Prescott. But yeah. Anyway. So real real quick, Jackson, we're just going to touch on this just a little bit. Okay. But um, Maurice Jones-Drew and Willie McGinnis were talking, and they did their dark horse predictions for the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Super excited. So their, their first dark horse prediction was uh, Colts versus the Falcons. Okay. This one is – out of nowhere, but at the same time, I could see it happening. Like just the Colts are a sneaky pick for a lot of people. The Colts are a sneaky pick. They picked up Rivers, which I think is really going to help them. They have a really young defense that is super good. They're in a division. Don't take offense. They're in a division that is very winnable. 
right? It's them. It's between them and the Titans. The Texans pretty much took themselves out of the equation when they traded D-Hop, in my opinion. The Jaguars are absolutely irrelevant. They're going to steal three or four games this year that they shouldn't have won, and that's going to be it. They're going to sell mustache Minshew Mania tickets, and that's it. God, that, that's all. Um, they're very sneaky. Also, with it being seven teams in the playoffs, things can get wild and kind of crazy. Um, so I can see them for sure. The Falcons, man, I feel like as we're so hit or miss with Matt Ryan. I get Matt Ryan like two years ago where he was kind of average, middle of the road, top 10 quarterback steal, but, you know, 3,000 yards, maybe 25 touchdowns. And I could get Matt Ryan from 2017, who is MVP caliber, literally Matty Ice. He's got Julio Jones. I've been seeing Calvin really, what he's been doing in the offseason and the routes that he's been running. They got Todd Gurley, who is on a revenge season this year. Their defense for the first time is actually going to be fully healthy for the first time in two seasons. They've been plagued by injuries for forever. Now, they're in a very tough division. They're going to have to make a wild card, I think, to make this work. But we've seen crazier things happen. New York Giants, 2007, made the wild card at 9-7 on the year, right? Go on. They end up beating the, the best team ever in the 2007 New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like, stuff just happens. Like, you could be a wild card team and just catch fire at the right moment at the end of the year and have the formula and go. So I like that. That is a nice dark horse pick. I'm very, very curious by that Super Bowl. That would be entertaining to watch. Right. So Rivers versus Ryan, who's actually going to win one in their career. You know what I mean? I know I just took a shot at both of them, but that was pretty funny, dude. Like, <laughs> okay. So the reason I brought this up was because of this next part that just jumped out at me. Yes. Titans versus the Cowboys I was their other it. dark horse pick. Is that not crazy? That's crazy. Lucas, can you tell everybody this listening? Casey and, and, and Aiden will appreciate this because he plays a lot of Madden. So does Casey. What's been, like okay? So you and I are like franchise junkies on Madden, right? Yeah, we play, play franchise. All the time. We play franchise all the time. Can you tell them all the match, most of the matchups that you've had in your franchise? So the team that I've played the most in the Super Bowl, which I've probably made it to the Super Bowl like at least twenty times. Yeah, is the Dallas Cowboys. Currently, right now, in my Tennessee Titan franchise, right? I know the numbers in my head. I've played seven seasons. I have played the Cowboys five times in the Super Bowl. That is wild. It is I'm a, on a sign. Three streak. I'm on a three-year streak right now. That is wild. Okay. Absolutely and, and, wild. and this is coming out. All right. It's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what the people want from. It, it, Titans, Cowboys. It's got to happen. Zeke, nothing, nothing else could happen. Zeke versus Henry, both rushing champions. Dak versus Tannehill. Right? Battle of the Contracts. Cooper versus <laughs> Yeah, and then Dak versus AJ like, Brown. You know, Dak yeah. loses the Super Bowl and then it's like, I still want fifty million a year. <laughs> and then Titans win the Super Bowl and no one's talking about them the next year in the preseason rankings. Like that's just what's you know what I mean? Yeah, and we'll go two and we'll go like two and fourteen after that too. Because yeah, for some reason that's the Titans thing. Like really is, good and then that would be absolutely wild. Okay, if that actually does happen, Lucas, we're going to have to have like a crazy better situation. The amount of smack talk is going to be absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I was I was intrigued when you brought that up in the pre-show. What? Message to Casey. I don't okay. know what you're trying to send me, buddy. 
but it sounds your address. Shady. It sounds shady, Buster. He didn't say right? that. He's like, hey, I, all he says, I have a surprise for Lucas. What's his address? <laughs> I didn't ask questions. I said, here you go. <laughs> Here's his address, buddy. You could be getting a flaming pile of dog poop or something, man. I don't know. How much How much you want to bet this man's about to send me like a Tom Brady bobblehead? <laughs> <laughs> to, put, to put on your desk or something? Yeah. So while we're do- He's, he's going to be like... I need you to put it on a desk back there behind you when when you're recording this stuff so people can see it. Hey, I'm okay with that. Tom Brady bobblehead, I'm I would keep that on my desk all the time. Heck um, yeah, that would be really cool actually. But next up, Jackson, we got the week ten matches. Okay. Let's, I love I love this part. This kind of become my favorite it. part of the pod right now. Um, yeah, we're getting in there too. So week ten, you know, we've had nine games, right? So teams mm-hmm. have played half a season over, mm-hmm. um, and we're getting to that point where you know it's kind of you know buckle down time. You know, we're we're in the race for the playoffs. We know what the divisions are looking like. Ooh, you know, in real life, we're getting close to football too. We <laughs> are. We're what was it? Okay, so we're week ten here. So we're we've lined it up. We're like seven weeks away. Uh, a little under we, two I months. Think a weeks for playoff, and then a week for Super Bowl. Also, okay. So we're we're a little over two months from the from football. Sure. I'm so ready, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back to uh, the to the episode of the podcast. I know it's crazy. Literally in the beginning of the video, it's light outside. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. Now my hair's all fuzzy and messed up. Lucas has got it in the and he's in the Milky Way galaxy or something, and it's dark outside. What happened? You guys might notice uh, in the video over the pod, we were literally in the middle of talking about uh, predictions for for week 10 and Discord, the service that we use to literally talk to each other, uh, we literally took a bed, uh, took a, it, it, it went off. And so, to, yeah, exactly. So we had to wait for it to come back on and now it's come back on, but we had other stuff to going on and now it's dark outside. You know, it's literally 2 a.m., but we're still here getting this out for you guys. So Lucas, I guess we'll just go back and read, kind of do our first little bit of the week yeah. 10 predictions. I can't remember exactly where we finished off of um, what's up baby we did one match okay <laughs> we did one day i think we talked so, about the colts uh, and the titans for a little bit right so so let, let's start on that uh colts at titans Thursday night football jackson mm-hmm. i got the titans at home i think it's you know the colts we away team on a short week uh titans are very tough to play at home we saw kansas city last year they had a rough time playing there so um yeah, I mean, it just it just makes sense to me. Uh, at home on a short week, got to go with them. So we've been very partial to home teams with Thursday night football so far, yeah. and I think you 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 have to keep going with it. Like the Colts are going to be a good team; they're going to be a tough opponent, obviously. But I got the boys. Also, Jackson earlier before it cut out, you did make a prediction for this game. Do you I remember did. your prediction? It was AJ Brown, one hundred and fifty receiving yards. Yeah. I just feel like it's everybody's expecting, oh, Derrick Henry to run the ball short, you know, short week, Thursday night football. He's Derrick Henry. He's just going to run. Yes, but I just, I, just feel like, I just feel like A.J. Brown's just going to hit one over the top and get like an 80-yarder or something like that and then just pick up the rest, dink and diamond. What you gotta, What you got to watch on is like a second and four where we just throw a slant and A.J. just breaks the tackle and takes it all the way. Yeah. <clears throat> it's happened. Um, I've seen it multiple times. 
Next up, starting on the noon games for Sunday, Bengals at the Steelers. Bengals at the Steelers. Uh, okay, so this is going to be actually interesting because uh, as of today, or I guess as of yesterday, um, AJ not AJ Brown, AJ Green uh, said that he's like he wants to retire as a Bengal, right? And he signed his franchise tag, and he's going to stay as a Bengal. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Big news for Joe Burrow having a huge weapon. AJ Green's a Pro Bowl type receiver, so that's going to help out a lot. So I think that's going to pick the boy up on fantasy. Uh, so I, I literally said that as it lagged out. You were like, and I remember the point as you lagged out. You're like down there writing stuff down. And I was like, now listen, Lucas is going to throw it for a wrench, but pick up AJ Green in fantasy or something like that. And then you were just sitting there like this. And I was like, well, dang, you didn't have to completely just like <laughs> hate on my idea, bro. <laughs> and that's how I found out we were gone. But yeah, but uh, still, I, I still got I still got Pittsburgh at home. Still a little bit too much for the Bengals to overcome. Although I am liking them more and more as the as time goes on. So this to me is a trap game. I think the Steelers are going to win still, but this is one of those games where Big Ben throws three interceptions mm-hmm. and like James Conner fumbles. And so Joe Burrow has a chance to win the game at the end, but Mika Fitzpatrick comes over the top and just intercepts him to win the game or something like that. You know what I mean? You're a prophet. I, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> You've said weird stuff like that before, and it's worked out, so I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Eagles at the Giants. Eagles at the Giants. I'm going to go with the Eagles on the road, man. And I feel like the Giants are kind of one of those weird teams this year, but – I don't know. I just feel like the Eagles have a little bit too much. Dan Dimes is still coming into his own. And, and who knows, man? The Giants could freaking surprise us and go 10-6 and six or 11-5 and five this year and win the NFC East, and we're just like, what the heck happened? But I don't know. As of right now, I still feel like the Eagles have a little bit of an edge, especially when it comes to defense. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tyler. I, I got to go Eagles, too. I mean, sorry, it's Tyler. just... Although the boys want the, want the Giants to probably win this. We definitely want the Giants to win because we want the Eagles to lose. <clears throat> We're banking on beating the Giants, which is not going to happen. We're going to lose 0-2 to the Giants. It's going to happen. I'll be ready for this game. I got Minshew Mania against the Packers. Uh, Packers all the way, my friend. I mean, it's not, it ain't even close. Packers, you don't don't you dare pick Jacksonville. Don't you don't you do it. Yeah, the Packers, the Packers are gonna I was oh my god, give me a little heart attack at two in the morning, Lucas. Jesus, bro. I thought you were about to pick Jacksonville. It is two in the morning. That's actually wild. If I'm not talking that loud, that's why it is, everyone. I hope y'all oh, yeah, still hear I got, me everything. You know, my dad's kinda my dad's hanging out. You know, he's here with me this weekend. So, you know, Jennifer and Casey, I was, you know, he's in the next room, he's sleeping, I hear him snoring. If y'all can hear that in the background, first of all, no, you're good. Capture it and send it to me so I can send it to him. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> yeah, try to yo, be a little yo, bit more quiet. What's up? This is not a background, by the way. This is an actual laser that plugs into a USB that's shot on the wall and makes like star things. It's that awesome. is cool. Right. Yo, we're gonna have, I bet we could find one that's like spooky for the Spooktober episode. Ooh, everything just got bluer. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Packers, um, all the way. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington. We don't know what they're going to be. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yes. Um, at the Lions. I got the Lions at home. I got the Lions at home here. I really don't have Washington winning, you know, whatever they're going to be, winning many games this year. I, I, right. I just don't. I, I, you know, good job. You drafted Chase Young. He's going to be a, a menace against Dak Prescott for the next several years. But um, they just do. Their, their organization is literally imploding. I don't expect them to do anything this year. And if they do, that's going to be insane. 
You look like an omnipotent yeah. being, Lucas. I am. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you honestly, you kind of have to assume that the Lions are going to win this. Dwayne Haskins, Washington Warriors, Washington Red Wolves, Washington bologna sandwiches. It don't matter. All right? They got a bunch of stuff going on right now. They're not going to be good, which is going to make it even worse. Lions are going to win. Lions are going to win. Let's do it. By the way, all that extra stuff that's going on, we're not talking about it because we don't know like exactly 100% what's going on. There's a bunch right. of rumors. With, yeah, and so like, just to let y'all know, that's why. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to let it all play out and then give our thoughts afterwards. It's a good game. Texans at the Browns. Texans at the Browns. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking here exactly to see who I picked. I'm pretty sure I know who I picked. Okay, I did. Um, yeah, I got the Browns at home, dude. I, uh... I just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like they have too much to deal with. You know, Baker Mayfield coming off. Um, I think it's gonna have a better year with a new coach. Houston, I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't think you got it this year for some reason. I, I got Browns at home. It's a tough game. I'm gonna pick the Browns. Okay. I don't like picking against the Texans though because they just do stupid stuff and win football games and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But the Browns are gonna win. Like Baker Mayfield's gonna have a good day. Nick Chubb's gonna run on them. Nick Chubb's good, man. They got a lot of pieces on that Browns team. Um, what about the Buccaneers at the Panthers? One heck of a game. I got the Buccaneers on the road, though. Um, you and me are pretty much in agreement in terms of, like, with our predictions all the way back through several episodes. Like, the the Panthers, while they're kind of a hype team with, you know, a Christian McCaffrey, right, and the 99 Club and Madden and Bridgewater off his, his fantastic season with New Orleans. Yeah, that's fantastic and that's great, but what else do you got? Please show me some more. That's it. You lost, you lost Greg from Olson. College. They got a new coach from college. Who knows how good he's going to do? Maybe he's awesome. He's lights out, but you uh, never know. Retired? Yes, man. That's a huge part. So, like, I just I think they're a little overhyped going into the new year. I like Bridgewater getting a starting job, but other than that, sorry. Sorry, Carolina. Um, yeah, I, I, Bucks are going to win. Uh, Jets at the Dolphins, Jack. I got the Dolphins at home. I do. I know. I, when's the first, when's the last time I picked the Dolphins to win a game? Ain't that crazy? But Tua, it's week 10. He's into the system. He knows what's going on. Hopefully he's not, you know, his head hasn't been taken off yet too many times. Um, and the Jets don't really pose that much of a threat. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't. Uh, Sam Darnold, okay. But, I mean, they need several more pieces to be contenders. And, um, yeah, we going with the Dolphins. Young team. Okay, so right here, <clears throat> the Jets have to win some football games, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> so for me, they win this game. They win this game because Dolphins kind of think they're good, right? Yeah. And the Dolphins come in and they underestimate the Jets at home. They lose. Boom. The home factor doesn't mean that much because we're probably not going to get fans this year. <clears throat> so we got to start thinking about that. I know there's yeah. still the travel, but I mean, that travel ain't that bad. Like yeah. you're not changing time zones at least. Or are you maybe by an hour? I don't honestly no, they're know. They're both Eastern. Okay. Yeah. 
so I got the I got the Jets winning. Broncos at the Raiders. Broncos at the Raiders. This is an interesting game for me. Let me check my notes here. It is dark, guys. So stay with me. I'm gonna go with the Raiders at home. I feel like the Ra- I feel like I feel like you know we've had this conversation before. I feel like the Raiders got to win some games. And this is one of those division, close, hard-fought games. Um, I feel like Mariota might be in the lineup by now at this point. And I like some of the weapons that he has there. Henry Ruggs, you know? I'm going with the Raiders. Ooh, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I got the Raiders, too. I just don't like the Broncos. I think uh, I like Drew Locke. Yeah. I think people overhype him. For example, Colin Cowherd releasing like a top ten quarterback list for like. Please tell me he wasn't on that list. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was there. He was there. Oh my! It gosh. was. It was like his top ten quarterbacks, and he just likes Drew Locke because he's young and thinks he's really talented and thinks he's going to be amazing. Right. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but he ain't top ten right now. Sorry, dog. Uh, Bills at the Cardinals. Uh, oh my gosh, this was a rough game for me. You know how much I like D Hop and the Cardinals and everything going on, but I'm picking the Bills, my friend. I'm picking the Bills on the road. I feel like I haven't given them enough wins before, so this is kind of compen- compens- compensatory for the rest of the of the year. But I, I don't know. This could be one of those weird games. Yeah, I got a, I got the Bills. I feel like it's gonna be a defensive game. Oddly enough. So I'm going to go with the Bills, too. I just think that uh, the Bills are a better team. They've been together longer. They match yeah. better. They know what they are. I don't think the Cardinals know what they are because they got a college football coach. Yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of Texas Tech 2.0 right now. Yeah. Um, 49ers at the Saints. I got the Saints at home, man. I think both of us, like, we had the 49ers up there. We had them as a playoff team, right? Uh, at least we'll see get of our records. But I feel like they're taking a little bit of a setback. You know, it's, it's part of that Super Bowl, you know, curse, right? You know, you, you lose a Super Bowl the following year. You just don't typically do as well. That's just kind of how it goes, how it cookie crumbles a little bit, with exception to the 2017 Patriots, who then went on to win the 2018 Super Bowl, coming back 27-3 to against the Atlanta Falcons. Other than that, typically yeah, you don't have very good Exactly. Submitted GOAT status at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going with the Saints at home, man. I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, like Pretty much everything you said, I pretty much agree with it all. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams. Easy. Seahawks, 100, 100%. Russell Wilson, top two quarterback in the league at the moment, man. Top three for sure. Uh, wow. Russell Wilson's just that guy. Better really coaching. Better coaching, better everything. Or the like, Rams, too. The Rams, man, sold out for the Super Bowl. You didn't win. And then it's like, oh, we've made a nuke. And it's yeah. in the middle of our building. And mm-hmm. we're going to have to blow up some branches to keep the thing whole. Yeah. And that's just what they're going through right now. Yeah. It's um, going to be another couple of years before they're back and really relevant again. Oh, it says Ravens. Is it Ravens Patriots? It's Ravens Patriots. It's Ravens. At the, I got I think, Ravens on the road. I think I wrote Rams Patriots, so I was tripping out for a second. Anyways, um, you got the Ravens? I got the Ravens on the road. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Should be a decent game, the though. Pa- 
Patriots have a hard schedule this year. Like outside of their own division because their division is dog meat. Um, Vikings at the Bears. You're going to think I'm fuck. Oh, excuse me. You're going to think I'm crazy. I'm picking the Bears at home, dude. I'm picking Chicago over the Vikings. And what is crazy to me, Lucas, is I've been picking the Vikings for almost every single game, dude. Like, I feel like they got to lose eventually, right? And you're going into Chicago. And what is this? November 16th, right before Thanksgiving. It's starting to get a little bit chilly. Okay? Although it is Minnesota. Minnesota's used to playing in the cold. But actually, no, they're playing at a dome. All right? They... They ain't used playing to the cult. They're in a dome. Okay. Therefore, Chicago. It's two Fake o'clock in the Fake morning. Northerners. Fake Northerners. <laughs> it's two a.m., bro. I'm just kidding. We're going. We're going through it. But yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Chicago at home is kind of a weird. Don't you dare tell me you picked Chicago, did you? You know what I think, Jackson? You think I'm crazy. I think you're a crazy smart man. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Luke. So so I went with the Bears also. Here's why I'm going with the Bears. Did we just... Kirk Cousins going to feel pressure this game. What happened? Did we just pick every single game together? No. We didn't. We split on Jets Dolphins. That's right. Okay, I was gonna say that's that's the only one. It's okay. never happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. All right, Mr. Jackson. It is two twenty-five in the morning, and we have to finish up the pod with "Take It or Leave It." Yes. All right. Uh, for those of you that don't know, "Take It or Leave It" is a segment we do every single week where I present Jackson with like five, ten, twelve, fourteen. You know, it's it's not gonna be that high. A low number of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just say "Take It or Leave It." He tells me what he thinks. All right? It's a good time. It's a great time. Let's do it. All right, number one. I I promise that we talk about Washington a little bit. So Washington, take it or leave it. Okay. Washington should be the Washington Warriors. I mean... I'll just let you know, another option is the Washington Red Wolves. I saw that. Those seem to be the popular two. Yeah. I kind of like the Washington Warriors. It kind of fits in with that, you know, Washington Wizards kind of, you know, uh, symmetry. I guess you could say. Um, Warriors sound really cool. I think that they have a really... uh, I'm anxious to see what their branding and like their new uniforms and stuff looks like with the new logo. Um, Yeah, I like the Warriors. It sounds good to me. So so here's my problem with the Red Wolves part. Okay. So the Red Wolves part is it's like... A team that you create in Madden franchise. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like... (laughs) create a team yeah it just doesn't look it seems weird like reality yeah Yeah. and and so like the warriors fits it way better um and you're not really changing the concept of the whole team so pretty good trade-off yeah i think so too i think so too and like lucas said we'll comment on this a lot more whenever we have the full details with everything going on there's just so many rumors and everything kind of flying about right now um, and there's a lot going on with Washington right now. There is a sure. whole lot. It's 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 oh. it's a it might need its own episode to be honest with you. So we'll uh, like we'll, Trent we'll, Williams. Yeah, like Trent Williams. So we'll, we'll dive deep into it once you know the facts are all out there. So okay, so Madden 21 is is coming out in August. Yes, all right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, just to let everyone know, they're starting to drop some ratings right now. And we're going to talk about some of them. Some of them are blasphemous. 
take it or leave it, Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Because according in Madden, he's number one with a 99 overall. Leave it. I still think D Hop's better. Okay. I think I think D Hop has better hands. I think D Hop has more verticality. Michael Thomas is an incredible receiver and he has an incredible quarterback. And I'm not gonna say like he's just like, you know, gifted from the system, but because he obviously deserves to be in that conversation. But I just think D Hop has he just has a little bit more. He has a little bit more range. He's a better route runner. Uh, Michael Thomas is more possession. He's not really deep he's flare. He's not going to do anything. He's yeah. not deep flare. He's he's consistent. His curls, his outs, his cuts are perfect. Yeah. He's one of the best route runners in the league. He'll catch 20 balls a game, but he'll have 130 yards. D-Hop can catch an 85-yard ball backwards sideways jumping up in the air while getting a helicopter hit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just he, he just has a little bit more uh, kind of, like, natural, I guess, talent, yeah. I guess you could say. So, right. D-Hop is still number one in the league for me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Me too. I also would put Julio over Michael Ooh. Thomas. Julio is, yeah, Julio's different. By the He's way, when, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that wild, Lucas? I like to think about this sometimes. Let's talk about this earlier. 2018 Super Bowl. Falcons, pay, Patriots. In the fourth quarter, Falcons are making a drive. Third and 10. Third and 12. Matt Ryan makes a crazy pass to Julio, who gets a beautiful two-tap catch. Right? Stupid. Like, stupid, crazy catch. Had the Falcons gone on to win that, that would have been considered the play of the game. But now it is forgotten about because of the comeback from the Patriots. Isn't that just crazy how, like, those different plays and, like, how history can be told? Like the helmet catch. Just, yeah. The helmet catch, David Tyree. Mm. Are you talking about something different? No, no, no. no. I'm talking about the helmet catch. uh, Giants. Patriots Super Bowl. If if that helmet catch doesn't happen, Brady's got eight, what, seven rings? I thought he's at seven now. Is he at seven now? He's got too many to count. All right, Casey, let us know in the comments. How many rings does Tom Brady uh, have? He might have seven. Know. I think you're right. Think he might he have seven. seven. Yeah. Speaking of rings, I got to talk about Gronk. Okay. All right, we're, we're going to stick on the Madden ratings right now because that's what everyone's talking about right now. So Madden rating came out. Gronk is the third best tight end. Okay. Really? Okay. With a 95 overall. George Kittle is number one with like a 99. And then it's Travis Kelsey with like okay. a 97. Okay. And then it's Gronk with a 95. And then okay. Zach Ertz with like a 90. Zach Ertz. Okay. Yeah, because Greg Olson's gone. Witten's been, he's old. I'm trying to think of other like, maybe David Joku. He's a good one. Here, I have, I have all Rudolph's of them. Right good. But, um, okay, so what's the take okay. or leave it? Oh, I don't have it. Okay, so take it or leave it. Gronk is actually the third best tight end in the league. Yeah, I take it. I, I don't know if he's 95. Over maybe Zach 90. Ernst. Yeah, I think so. I think his first like eight games, no. But I think once he gets back into the groove and the rhythm, I dude, whenever he was like, in his, especially in his prime in the league, or when, even his last year in the league when he was playing, 
do was a security blanket and like he was the big play in the Super Bowl when the Patriots won over the Rams. That game, there was no big plays. It was dinking dipe runs and short little throws. And who made the big play when it counted in the fourth quarter? 30 yard gain. It was Gronk. One on one over the middle. Just dove over some linebacker. Like he, what he provides is so much versatility that somebody like Devin Ajoku, Zach Ertz, don't necessarily, they're more kind of receiving tight ends, but Gronk can block. Gronk can get to the second level. He can do it all, man. He provides a mismatch for anybody. Dude's a giant. I don't have him at 95, maybe 90, maybe 91, but. I really. Yeah. I really think Gronk's got to be fourth. Fourth? Who's third? Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz. Okay. I mean, it's not a bad answer. Zach yeah. Ertz is good. I just, it's, it's only because, you know, Gronk's been away. I feel you. He's been gone. And, so I, and like, I get to your argument. Um, Next up, Jackson. Sticking on the Madden ratings. Okay. Uh, so, Odell Beckham Jr. is the ninth best, but he belongs higher. Take it or leave it. Ooh. Ninth best, but belongs higher. I'm thinking about the wide receivers. Okay, so I, let, me, let me see if I can guess. D-Hop, Michael Thomas, Julio, definitely above him. Yeah. Who else do they list above him? This is interesting because we start getting past that. Um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Mark Cooper? Yep. Okay. Devontae Adams? Really? Okay. Yep. Are you ready for this one? Stephon yeah. Diggs. Really? They have. I was. I was about to say Diggs, but I was like, really. And then Mike Evans. And Mike Evans. Okay, I can get the Mike Evans argument. I guess maybe. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. He belongs higher. He definitely belongs higher. Just so because think, of his capability. I think I put him at six. So Cooper's at six right now. Okay, so yeah, he's... Mm. Here's, here's the order. Okay, it's Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. 100%. Other than no Michael Thomas, it should drop down. Uh, Tyreek Hill, number four. Okay. Devontae Adams, number five. It's a bit oh, much. Oh, no. that's a bit much. I feel like I would put... Coop, five. Coop at five, OBJ at six, six, and Devontae at seven. And, and then, then Mike Stephon Diggs and Mike Evans. I would have Mike Evans flicked with Stephon Diggs. And then Keenan Allen is 10th. Okay. He's underrated. Keenan Allen's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's higher. He belongs higher. And Coop, yeah. should, Coop should yeah, be five. He, he probably does too. Um, This one's wild. Okay. This right, is the it? craziest Madden thing I've ever seen in my life. J.J. Watt has a 98 overall and is the second best pass rusher in the game. Wait, I saw something about overall. this. I saw, I think I know what you're gonna say, go ahead. So take it or leave it, J.J. Watt is the number two pass rusher in the league. Leave it, because I know who the top two are. Nick and Joey Bosa. What? Those are my top two, 100%. Who's oh, Aaron Donald? Okay, I guess. He's more of like a, I think more of like a D tackle. I don't think of him as a pass rusher. He's a right end. Is he? I see him as like a run stopper. Like, I mean, he definitely, he can get to this. He can get back in the backfield and he can do it. But I think of pure pass rushing. I feel like both are brothers, man. Those guys just pin their ears back and go. I know the Bosa brothers aren't on, aren't they? That's fucking, it's wild. 
It is wild. Number two is JJ Watt. I cannot believe JJ Watt, who can has not been healthy since I was in the womb. Okay. Yeah. Has a 98 overall. He did not do a lot last year. No, he didn't. I don't even need to. I don't need to pull up his stats to know that. Maybe he a 94. He gamer. He's a 98. He should maybe a 94 is what he should be. Oh, uh, seventh like best pass rusher. 88. <laughs> Something like that. Look, let me. Okay. So number three word. is Khalil Mack. Okay. Okay. Number four is Von Miller. High for him for now. 2015, he's number one. But number five is Fletcher Cox. Over the Bosa twins. Number six, Cameron Jordan. He had a oh, good year. He's good. Yeah. Number seven. I think this guy should have been a little higher. Chandler Jones. He's good. Had like 19 sacks. I think it's what I read on Twitter the other day. Yeah, he he, he had like a quiet, really, really good year. Like no That's one's like talking stupid. about him. Oh, yeah, it's, That's it's, like stupid. Oh, yeah, it's beyond insane. Um, Number eight, Clayus Campbell. Okay, yeah. Dude's nice. Um, number nine, Miles Garrett, who just got a bag. He did. He secured the bag. That one was a real... uh. That's now was real impact. <laughs> you know, and last one is uh, Chris Jones. I like your reference, Jackson. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, the Bosa twins. JJ Watts just yeah. I, I'll take both Bosa over JJ Watt right now. Either Bosa, I take either one. Hey, I bet Miles Garrett got a high throw power though. Oh, I bet he does. He got a cannon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he could he could um, throw it over the top, you know what I'm saying? So that's five Jackson, but I added one more to finish it off. Okay. I feel like okay. we don't we don't talk enough college football. Fair. So take it or leave it, college football will be canceled this year. Oh man, that is rough. You wanna talk about money. It's different. You wanna talk it's about way different. money? Like and here's the big reason the NFL is still going right because there's just too much money in with TV deals and everything. Same thing kind of thing with college football. Like college football is just it's just it's so huge that it literally funds other programs within the, within uh, college sports, NCAA in total. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because of everything going on and potential classes at home or online, especially since you have that kind of that distance learning already available with colleges. But it seems like all colleges are going back to school anyway. I think it's going to be played. I think it's going to be a shortened season. Um, maybe limited to some, like, just like, you know, I've heard some conferences saying that they're going to limit games to just interconference. All, all um, of them are doing it now, Trey. They're all doing it interconference? SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. Okay, so Big Your 12's mother. playing the Big 12 and the SEC's playing the SEC. Interesting. Okay. Um, that seems, yeah. Okay. It's going to be an interesting year. It's definitely going to have an asterisk next to it. Um, it's getting scary. It's really, really, really getting scary. So the SEC apparently was trying to wait it out. They okay. wanted to wait it out. What happened, though, is the Harvards, the Stanfords, the Yells, you know. Yeah, the Ivy League. So the Ivy League, Stanford's in Pac-12. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. um, The Ivy League did it first. And they were like, we're only playing people in our conference. And they were like, we're not going to play anyone else. That's how it's going to be. And then by the end of the week, Jackson, Big Ten, boom, conference only. 
and all the other conferences are doing it and sec's been trying to wait and now it's just like sec's just like like they have to they have no one's gonna um i think it was harvard jackson had like 50 had like 52 or 56 or 80 something i'm gonna say 56 like just put this in perspective there's like 56 school activities or whatever that are getting closed yeah because they aren't going to make money from football they're shut they're literally removing them wow that is insane like yeah and it's crazy to think that they're doing that so soon because although i understand it's not exactly that soon because college football starts in august you know it does literally next month it's scheduled to start yeah Ugh. It's wild, it's, dude. It's just, I, I think just, I just feel like you gotta make all the money. You gotta find a way to make it happen. There's too much money in it. Even if you limit stand, even limit amount of people in stands. Even if you, I saw who was it? Uh, was it Joel Klatt? Maybe that's his name. Um, he came with a plan. Uh, I think he's a pretty renowned college football analyst. Came with a plan. He was like ten games, shorter season. So you play your first two games straight away, and then after that you have a week in between each game. So that way you have two you basically have two weeks a period to where if somebody is sick or somebody could potentially get sick that they could be isolated. And you kind of allow that buffer period in between games and you test immediately right after games. And so you'll know a week ahead of time if you're gonna have that player or not. And you you just kinda do something like that. You play your interconference, only your interconference people, and then at the very end you kind of either expand the playoffs or just you know, whoever you take the top the top four power conferences, like, you know, who finished at the top of their conference, you know, you take one from the SEC, one from the Big Twelve, one from the Big Ten, and then you just put them in the playoff and you just let them go. Um so that could definitely be something that could happen. I, I think you're I think if they're gonna have a season because I think there's just too much money involved. Um, um I don't know. It's it's just I'm gonna take it. Okay. Because with the way colleges are, when one starts doing something, others start to follow suit. That's a good point. And my classes have all been put online. It's a virtual classroom. Yeah. Uh, we still have to meet sometimes, like every once in a while. Yeah. But for the for the major majority, it seems like everything's going online, which I think makes it easier for college athletes to still play. Yeah. But they're going to there's the argument of we can't force football players to practice if we aren't making students come to campus oh yeah and there's no way around it there's no way around the political aspect Mm -hmm. I think they're going to cancel it and I hate it It, it's just it's it's really really scary it's really 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 scary because that's so much money, Jackson. Like, I don't think people understand how much money actually, like, the TV deals and everything. Do they get a bunch? It's insane. Um, you're right. I mean, they very well could cancel the college football season. I mean, obviously, we, for selfish reasons, we hope not. But, um, and even for reasons beyond that, right? There's a lot of money involved and a lot of other things that go into these things that fund a bunch of other programs. So, uh, we hope not. Right. But, you know, this is. It's a scary time out there, man. It's a scary time. So, well, it's a big deal for seniors and stuff too. 
Like there For are sure. people and, and like people that would be juniors that would normally go pro after their junior year are going to have to stay an extra year in college. And it puts them behind a whole year in their life. And mm-hmm. if you and players that forego the draft in their junior year to come back for their senior year and now can't play. And so where's their draft stock now? Yeah. And what about what about players that are, don't get to play their senior year so they graduate? Like, do they go to the draft based off their junior year stuff? Or do you give them a waiver and you say, hey, the seniors can play. But what does that do for the juniors that just became seniors? So you got two classes you of give seniors. Everybody, but- you have to give everybody a, a one red shirt year. You'd have to say, because and that's thing, I think that's the thing in college. Like, you could red shirt for, like, up to two seasons. And after that, like, you got to play. But you have four seasons of eligibility. I think that's how it works. But, and- like, the problem is... If you do that, you're setting back everyone a year. Oh, for sure. And so then you're setting a precedent of you're playing football for five years at a school instead of four. Yeah, so you'd have to cut it off with – you'd have to have a cutoff date for like uh, – and it would be terrible. But like so like people that are in school right now, them. only for the people that are in school right now, freshman through senior, these, these this class – you get so then that, that next class gets screwed. Yeah. Then that class that comes in right after that gets screwed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it, again, there's a lot of questions and a lot of different things that come into it, and none of this is fair and none of it's right. It's just it is what it is, right? So um, take it with the grains. Take it with it and just, and just roll, you know? It sucks. It's actually, it's actually all I got, buddy. That's it. Hey, that's all I got, too. We're getting to the deep dive talks here. Okay, but guys, thank you guys so much for this kind of two-parter episode of uh, the Go For Two podcast. I know we kind of had we had some daytime and we had some nighttime. We gave it, we gave you a little bit of a variation, a mixed up, if you will. Uh, please do like, comment, and subscribe. Remember, you can find us where all podcasts can be heard. Uh, Anchor, Google, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Spotify, all of it. Um, leave some likes. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you guys are new. And leave a comment down in the section below. We will read your comment out in the very beginning of the show. We love the comment interaction we've been getting so far. Shout out to Aiden and shout out to Casey for comments that you guys left. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys later. Love you. Bye. This is.